He closed his eyes, took a deep breath, tried not to hear the screams as they replayed in his mind, the clatter of feet on concrete, the squeal of tires, the hard, dull thud of a car hitting a body. Tried not to feel his lips on hers. Fingers pinched around her nose as he forced his breath into her lungs, willing her to live. Felt bile surge up his throat as he remembered the sound of her rib cracking under his weight as he pummeled her chest, working frantically to get her heart beating again. Felt tears burn at his eyes at the sound of her gargled cough. Hot blood spraying across his face as she spluttered out a breath and clawed her way back to life. To him, it was as sweet as a newborn baby's first cry. He stood suddenly, seized by the desire to move. Paced around the flat, felt the walls close in on him as he fought the urge to unleash the tsunami inside him, weaponize the world, destroy everything, drown out the memories with a discordant scream of destruction as bookshelves were toppled, mirrors smashed and furniture was thrown through the patio doors into the day that seemed to mock him with its silent indifference. A step forward towards the TV. He was halted by the shrill ring of his phone in a pocket. Instinctively, he reached for it, felt a stab of dread as he read the name on the caller ID. Hit answer with a thumb that was not steady, spoke before the caller could say anything. If bad news was coming, he wanted to be in control. How is she? Silence on the line deeper somehow than the shadows that seemed to creep towards him, splinters of darkness eager to claim him. She's alive, in intensive care now. Doctors say it's too early to know anything more than that at the moment, but they're keeping me updated. Relief and terror surged through him, a poisonous cocktail that made it difficult to breathe or think. The caller dragged him from his thoughts, the voice so diminished and defeated that it screamed in his ear, like a bad chord in a symphony. We need to talk, Duncan Mackenzie said. There's some things you need to know about today. There's more to it. Confusion clamoured through Connor's brain. He felt his body twitch, as though some fuse had blown and he was starting to shut down. Understandable. Everyone had their limits, and after seeing Jen run over, tossed into the air by a car like a discarded toy, then crashing to the ground where Connor had given her CPR, he thought maybe he had finally found his. What do you mean? He said, his lips numb, the words odd, alien things in his mouth. Not on the phone, Duncan Mackenzie replied his voice hardening as he moved on to more familiar ground. Can you meet me? At the hospital? Connor asked. He'd been there less than an hour ago, left only when Mackenzie had arrived, his face a rictus of terror and barely controlled hysteria. The hard man facade had been stripped away, leaving only the face of a father confronting the reality that his little girl had been badly hurt. It was only now that Connor vaguely wondered how Mackenzie had found out about the... There's more to it, 
accident. Yeah, I can meet you downstairs. There's a coffee shop in the main atrium. Know it? I'll find it, Connor said, eyes drifting towards the hallway that led to his bedroom. Text me when you get here. Jen's okay, I'll come down and meet you. Copy that, Connor said, his mind already shifting gears, becoming a cold, calculating thing of violence in split-second decisions. There's more to it. He ended the call, headed for his bedroom, slid aside a panel under his bed, reached into the darkness and opened the safe that waited there. The sound of screaming and Jen's blood-choked cough churning through his mind as he retrieved his gun.